Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish con Salsa Podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Mari. Hola, queridos oyentes. Bienvenidos. Welcome to episode 14 of the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast. In this episode, I interview Desta Haile from Languages Through Music. Desta has 15 years of experience as both a musician and language teacher. She talks about how after spending over a decade learning French in school, she found herself still pretty uncomfortable with speaking the language. It was later when she learned Portuguese using music that she discovered a faster and more efficient way to learn languages that worked for her. Desta's teaching approach uses music to make lessons fun, engaging, and culturally relevant for her students. Languages Through Music has playlists in Spanish, Portuguese, French, and English. I really hope you enjoy this conversation with Desta and that it inspires you to find a language learning approach that really works for you. Now, let's get to the conversation with Desta Haile. Desta, welcome to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast. Thank you so much. Hola. For everyone out there that's listening, if you could just introduce yourself, just talk a little bit about you and why you started Languages Through Music. Sure. Well, I have had like 15 years in music. So as a vocalist, as a language teacher, and so music and languages have always been my favorite things. But then I realized um, music was helping me learn languages really quickly and in a fun natural way I took French my whole life pretty much but when I graduated I didn't feel I spoke it and I didn't have the confidence or the feeling for the language but then after a couple months of learning some French songs for music work then they, it just clicked and and then I started using music to learn Portuguese and that clicked and Turkish even languages I didn't really know it helps me dive into the language learn the words and the pronunciation learn about the cultures, the countries that speak the language. So that's how it came about. So I had the idea like five years ago of just putting two together. It seemed to make a lot of sense, as you know, because you're doing Spanish con salsa. Yeah, I mean, and I kind of stumbled into learning with music too. Like I remember I would, um, you know, have people compliment me on uh, my accent and how I was speaking. They would say, well, you can't be from the U.S. And I'd go, well, yeah, but <laughs> I didn't realize at first that it was because I was listening to music and I kind of stumbled into it myself and I realized how effective it was. So um, yeah. I'm always interested to hear about other people that are learning through music uh, because it's I get mixed feedback. I have some people in the language learning community that say, oh, you can learn, um, you know, maybe some songs, you can learn a little bit of vocabulary, but you're really not going to be able to learn a language through music. Um, what would you say to someone that would say, you know, learning languages through music is limited, that you can't learn but so much by just using music? What would you say to someone that says that? I think we all learn differently. So in my case, nothing's worked better. And I've studied you know, Portuguese, French, Turkish, Spanish, Tagalog, Japanese, Arabic. I'm not at all claiming to speak all of them. But I just love taking language lessons. And so I've had a lot of different teachers, a lot of different styles, gone to lots of different schools. I've taught for, you know, over 15 different language schools 
I've, I've done my research and I've got, I've tried so many different books or methods or sites or apps. I'm always up for trying something new because I just like the process of trying to learn. But personally, music was really the fastest, the most efficient thing for me. Also for French, you know, I had 12 years of classes and Portuguese, I didn't have, I think maybe I had a couple weeks before I went to Brazil, but I never took classes in Portuguese. And I feel my Portuguese is kind of stronger than my French. And people always think I'm, I'm Brazilian or I'm a native Portuguese speaker. But with French, people still, you know, I don't feel like I, I don't feel the confidence or the 100% ease that I do had I just learned it with music, maybe, you know? And I've never taken Spanish lessons, but from what I've gotten from the music, I feel is really enriching because it's not just vocabulary and grammar. It's also, you know, where the countries that speak Spanish. It's not just Spain. It's Cuba or Peru, Chile, Colombia. And it's been this journey of like discovering artists and styles and songs as well. And then that's something to talk about. That's something to connect to people over. So everyone has their own opinion. Maybe some people want to be hitting the grammar books and stuff, but that's never really worked for me. And I've, I've spent a long time trying lots of different methods. So you mentioned a couple of things I want to touch on. So can you talk a little bit about your experience learning French? Because you said you were taking French for 12 years in school. Yeah, my whole school life, really. And so how do you feel, or I guess, what is it about learning uh, Portuguese with music that you felt makes you more confident about your Portuguese versus with your French that you spent 12 years studying academically? What What's that? What's the difference that it made um, using music to learn Portuguese that really made you feel more comfortable? I'm quite an impatient learner, so if I don't see quite a lot of progress in a short amount of time, I kind of get a little annoyed, I guess. So um, with music, I feel that with each song, I started measuring it a while ago because they had something in the UK called um, Talk to the Future where somebody determined that if you had a thousand words in a language you kind of had it down um, so I kind of started measuring when I was teaching it was people were getting like 50 to new words and phrases per lesson and so I, f I found I felt, I felt kind of encouraged by that that even though it was a song and it was fun um you know, it was actually a lot of vocabulary in one go. And also lots and pronunciation and kind of the most used vocabulary, you know, the most, yeah, the most popular words, the most common words, the most, it wasn't some obscure stuff that I'm never gonna use. Like even in Duolingo, I get sentences and I'm like, on what planet would I ever need this sentence? <laughs> yeah, a green cat jumps over the moon. You're like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not even, yeah. So with music, you never get that. Everything in music is there for a reason, you know. Um, and it's telling, it's telling stories, and that's how we, that's how we learn. I, I feel that's the most natural way to learn, and the most effortless way to learn. You know, and many schools are trying to adopt this now, even outside of language learning, but to make language learning more holistic like that in, in that it's um you know we're learning through a project project-based learning or story-based learning because you learn so much more than just focusing on one particular thing so tell me a little bit about um your method and your process so if i was to take a class with you and we were to have a session you wanted to use music in the session how would you 
how would you work with me? What would be the agenda of the lesson? I would first send over a playlist of songs. So we'd discuss your goals, why you want to learn it, etc. Your experience with the language already. And then I'd send you over a playlist and the lyrics and the keywords. We start by, so everyone's, the students listen to the song. And then we, depending on the level, I'll read through or they'll read through. So we have a focus on pronunciation first. Then we will sing through it a couple of times. So that really helps memorize it. Then based on the keywords, I'll get the students to kind of make new phrases from the words they've learned in the song. So they have to kind of explain the song, translate it so that I know they, they know the meaning. And then I'll get the students to use the, the vocab they've gotten from that song in a new way, in an original way. All right, Nadesta, you mentioned earlier uh, that as you're learning through music, that you also learn a lot about culture. And I think that's one of the more important things when you're learning a language, because language is not something that you learn outside of talking and communicating with real people, right? Like everybody is from somewhere. Everybody has their own unique background. Everyone speaks a certain way because of that. Um, And I think what's missing in a lot of language learning, like you mentioned, learning through textbooks or learning grammar, is you really don't get a lot of that, right? Sometimes they'll have like a cultural note at the end where they'll tell you like, oh, people like to eat platanos in this country, but they won't actually (laughs) give you a feel for like the real culture. So can you explain a little bit about how you feel that in your own learning and in your teaching, you've learned a lot more about culture through using music? Yeah, I think it's really interesting because I think that's also something that just bored me senseless at school, you know? It was always these old, you know, French comics or French when I was learning, you know, in West Africa to begin with. Or then I was learning in Belgium or wherever. I wasn't learning in France. Like, you know, it's I think when you see people that look like you or when you get to travel as well in your lessons, that makes it interesting. And and why do people speak Spanish in the Caribbean? Why do, you know, like, what's the history? Who are the people who, I find, I think that's, again, going back to stories, I think it's just more interesting to learn like that. And also, you know, so, so many countries or places think their version of the language is better, but maybe someone will not like the sound of Spanish in Madrid, but love the sound of Spanish in Bogota and then be more inspired to, to learn that, you know, and then they can source the music or films or books or whatever they want to learn about from a culture that they connect with more. I think it's interesting in terms of the styles of music too, you know, so we have Brazilian Portuguese, for example, which mixes, you know, Portuguese, but words from African languages and styles like samba, which has its roots in Angolan samba. That stuff fascinates me or you know, reflecting history. So when Brazil had their dictatorship period, which unfortunately sounds like they might be entering again now, a lot of the artists were exiled. A lot of the artists were writing kind of protest songs. You know, one of the artists who was exiled ended up becoming Minister of Culture later, Gilberto Gil. I just read an article today talking about um, how some of the signs used to protest this fascists that just got voted in, they use lyrics that were written under the um, previous dictators. So yeah, I just think it gives you, a language is a living thing and it changes all the time and it changes because of people and travels and history and politics and I think it's, it's interesting. And then also you see how 
some words are the same in different languages or yeah it's it's a vibrant thing it's a not to sound like like q-tip but you know it's it's an constantly <laughs> evolving thing so i think if you just learn it from a textbook it's dry and it's lifeless and it's not fun and it's not about people and it should be yeah, I can I completely agree. I think too, um, a lot of the people I've worked with and even in my own personal experience with learning Spanish, I learned that, you know, just like you mentioned with French, a lot of the focus was on France. Well, when I learned Spanish in school, a lot of the focus was on Spanish in Spain. And being in the US, I mean, we're in a completely different um, continent, part of the world. Um, there's not that many Spanish speakers from Spain um, where I live. So it was a huge disconnection, not only just from, uh, I would say, the culture, but from the community that was surrounding me, that I was learning a language that people that actually speak that live near me, but I was learning it in a way that would make it completely ineffective and make me unable to even talk to them, even though I was supposedly, quote unquote, learning the same language. So I do think sort of having that perspective, having that having that context is really important. Otherwise, like you said, it is demotivating. It is boring. If you feel like you've been learning for 12 years and then you can't have a conversation with someone who speaks French because they're from West Africa and you don't recognize their accent, then what are you doing? <laughs> you know, the music you like, you know, then you get the accent, you get the slang, you get the culture, you get you get the whole vibe. Yeah, and, and I also push back on people that say, oh, but music is not like, it's not grammatically correct. And I go, well, but that's how people talk, right? Of course, you should learn the proper way to say things, but you also have to learn how to fend for yourself in the real world and in a real conversation. So if I'm listening to like salsa or bachata, where a lot of the singers have, you know, Caribbean accents in Spanish, um, it's going to help me when I actually talk to these people in, in the real world because, you know, learning how folks talk in Madrid is not necessarily going to prepare me to have a conversation when I go on vacation in Santo Domingo. So, so yeah, I mean, I think I definitely agree with that. I think it's um, it's definitely something that's overlooked from an academic perspective. Um, and I want to ask you, so from the U.S., I feel like when language is taught in school, right, they usually start in probably the seventh grade, which is when I guess you're around 12 years old. Um, at least that's how it was when I grew up. And I think now they're starting maybe a little earlier and there's some schools that are doing immersion and there's some bilingual schools, but those are few and far between. Um, so I feel like waiting until 12 years old to start teaching a language already shows that there's not a priority placed on language learning and we're really not taking it seriously. Um, do you find in the UK and in other places that you've lived and learned that there's not been a priority with learning languages or is it different than it is in the U.S. where you feel like language learning is more a part of the culture and bilingualism and multiculturalism? Good question. I don't think language learning is a priority here because people assume everyone's just going to learn English and so many people want to learn English, of course. I don't think it's obligatory in the schools, which I think is a real shame. I think the place for me that really made me that really first made me think about, oh, wow, like languages, what cool, you know, everyone, everyone speaks two, three, four was in Belgium um, where I finished high school. And it seemed it's, you had to take at least one other language there. And it was normal to meet people who spoke two, three, four languages. Um, and my first language teaching job actually was at a really lovely school that's still, still running called Tutti Frutti. And it was from three to 12 year olds. And it was a language school. And it's run by this really lovely Italian mama called Patricia Pitici. 
and she trains all the teachers um, in really teaching. So she doesn't use any translation in the classes, but you teach through music, you teach through theater, you teach through cooking, you know, fun stuff. And the kids were really, you know, people say, oh, if you start too young, they won't speak anything properly. Um, but I saw kids who were very aware that they could speak English with me in class, but then French to mommy and then Dutch to daddy or then something else at school, you know? So I think definitely languages should come in earlier. My goddaughter, she's Malian, Belgian, French speaker. So she she speaks French at home, Dutch at school. And with me, you know, I, I try and speak to her mainly in English. So I don't, yeah, I think, I think it should start young. I don't agree that you can't learn a language as an adult because some people are like, oh, it's too late, you have to start at five. It's nonsense. Um, you just have to do it in a fun way, like music, like films, like cooking, like, yeah, London's super multicultural and there's lots of other languages. I think people mainly try and learn Spanish, French. Um, most people take have taken a bit of French or German at school, but yeah, I don't think it's I don't think languages has done the justice it should be done at school. I don't know if that's because you know of certain exams that have to be passed or if they do take a language, but I've never heard kids and I've taught a lot of kids here too saying that they love their language class and I think it should be easy to love a language class. Yeah, and I agree with you too about that point that, um, you know, adults can learn languages. Uh, I think that there is this misconception in language learning that, uh, like you said, if you don't start when you're five years old or if you're not learning from the womb, that you'll never be able to speak properly um, or that even if you do speak, that you'll always have an accent. And I actually find, you know, and you can also attest to this with kind of your experience that, you know, learning through music really does help improve your accent. Even if you're yeah. like me and you can't sing at all, because <laughs> I'm not a vocalist, I don't have a good singing voice, but I think learning with music, you're a lot more aware of the sound and that you you do naturally just improve your pronunciation and you really don't have to have a very obvious, you know, accent um, when you're speaking another language. I mean, I had some real, I had some teachers who really terrorized me when I was a kid in terms of learning French, you know, so I was too scared to be speaking anyway. I think music helps to put people at ease. I've had students like, oh, can we, you know, can I not sing it? And I'm like, well, singing helps it stick in your mind. So if I'm doing like a workshop, I turn the music up loud so no one can hear your voice anyway. <laughs> That's a good strategy. <laughs> a lot of people get really nervous and I don't think you can learn anything if you're nervous. You know, I think people really need to be um, at ease for anything to sink in whether that's math or language or whatever I don't think people can learn anything properly if they're stressed and I think being put on the spot and having uh, you know to read out some awkward awkward sentence it doesn't really it doesn't really set the set the vibe um, yeah so definitely music's nice because people can well it's relaxing it's you know sometimes you can you can pick lyrics that are really funny as well so people are like focusing on the story rather than feeling nervous about the way they speak it i think we've been conditioned to feel that if we're not suffering in some kind of way we're not learning because you know exams and homework and grammar and in any subjects we're used to school not being like oh yeah school 
or at least for language classes. So I think people are, that's what makes people suspicious. They're like, music? Can you really just learn from music? Um, which is really underestimating music. And and whether or not, yeah, some people are like, oh, I can't sing or I'm not really that into music, but music's into you. Like music just sinks in, like whether or not you're trying or whether or not you're really, um, yeah, whether you know the artist or not, I think you just find a song you like and you'll be surprised at how much faster you can learn something. And having to sing the words together, you get the rhythm, you get the, the melody, the sounds of a, of a language, I feel, much faster than you would just reading it from a book. Yeah, there's a couple of things that you said that I that I really like. One thing that I love is as um as a neuro language coach, so we're taught a lot about neuroscience and how that affects language learning. And you talked about people kind of getting um anxious or nervous about it's almost like a performance anxiety when you have to to speak a language. Um, and there's actually some science behind that um, that we actually perceive that type of social pressure the same way we perceive a physical wound. Right. So if we're ostracized or we feel like we're put on the spot, we automatically interpret that our brain can't tell the difference between that situation and something literally cutting us like with a knife. Um, That's how that's how potent that is. So you're right. Your brain does actually shut down when you're nervous um, and you're anxious about about learning. Um, And there's one part of the brain just to kind of touch on a little bit. I don't want to go too far into the neuroscience, but I think it's important um, the part of the brain called the amygdala, which is responsible for our fight, flight, or freeze response, which most people call fight or flight, but it's actually three. There's fight, flight, or freeze, which is what most of us do with language learning, right? When someone starts talking to us and we feel like, oh my God, I'm on the spot, we freeze. You know, we might know the words, they're in our brain, we've learned it, um, but we, we feel this like performance anxiety, like, I don't know what to say, right? So we freeze. Um, so if you activate that part of the brain, you've got no chance in being successful with language learning. But like you said, music can put you at ease. Um, and for me personally, you know, at the end of a long day, like the, you know, because most of us are trying to do other things, we're very busy, we have jobs, we have children, we have other responsibilities, we have social lives. So learning a language is not something most of us do full time. So, you know, at the end of your day or at the end of your week, when you're like completely depleted um, and you get to put on some music, like how much fun is that? Like I actually look forward to learning with music because it's, it's something, like you said, it puts you at ease, you get to relax and you really get to just enjoy it. So it doesn't feel like you're learning. It feels like you're just having a good time. Um, and that's the best state for your brain to be in, to be receptive and to actually learn new things. So I love that you said that because it's actually been proven um, by, by neuroscience. Yeah, I really, I really believe it. And I think music really taps into our memory in a way like nothing else. Because I've noticed it a few times um, this year. Really interesting. People, so I'll be doing a song with a student and they'll see a word and they'll be like, oh, I know this word, I know this word. And then they'll start singing or humming the song where they first saw that word. Oh yeah, it's a song. Yeah, where he moved to a city and then he was writing the girl. Ah, this word means that, you know, because they attach it. It's like the melody carries the the story, the memory. Yeah, the association. Um, mm-hmm. They zoom in on on the word. They're like, oh yeah, I remember that. And it gives people kind, you know, kind of feeling of achievement too, you know, to to be able to because it's a lot to get what fifty new words from from a lesson. Or, or a song or to know about an artist from a place you've never been to 
or you know i think it's i think it's empowering really because once people get into learning through music and they find artists that they really appreciate then that's like giving them keys to a whole new world really like you find one artist you love you explore their whole discography you know some of these artists have I don't know in the case of some of the Brazilian songs I teach they have dozens and dozens and dozens of albums and so the student then has this it's like introducing them to a new friend you know then they're able to go through the songs and pick the songs apart themselves and I think once you get into that phase there's a there's a quotation I really like I forget from where but it was saying um, how the best teachers make themselves unnecessary really quickly and I really like that. I really like the idea of inspiring people to take their language learning into their own hands. And I think by giving them 10 or 20 songs, introducing them to 10 or 20 artists, I think that's that's doing exactly that. You know, enabling them to learn themselves, continue by themselves. What's nice about music as well is that there's a lot of repetition in lots of different ways. So the same words come back around, like the most useful words you see again and again. And I think that speeds things up for people as well. You know, I always start off when, in Spanish con salsa, when I start teaching a song, I always tell people to start with the chorus because the chorus has the most repetition. Usually it's gonna, you know, come up more than once in the song, which is, you know, the definition of a chorus, right? <laughs> and then you hear the same phrases, you hear the same words over and over again, you really get the pronunciation down. So definitely using that aspect of music um, can really help and you don't have to stress and struggle and try to go, I need to remember this vocabulary. It's like, no, you'll hear it again um, and again and again. So that's the beauty of learning with music. It's the vibe too, it's the, it's the clothes, it's the dancing, it's the people stop stressing about, oh, what do I sound like? And they just kind of relax into it. And also I think that's a great starting with the chorus. And then what's funny is that the, with the energy that the songs are delivered, um, people go, oh, wow, they must be dropping some real, real deep, like, pearls of wisdom. <laughs> oh, my God. And then it's like, I don't know, el ratón de this or that. You know, so it's not really, it's not, um, then I think people relax because people kind of, when, when you're learning a language, you're like, oh, my, they must be saying something really difficult, really deep or heavy. And they're singing about, like, the neighborhood cat or washing up the dishes or you know what I mean and then people go oh, they're just singing about normal day-to-day -day stuff and then oh I can chat about normal day-to-day -day stuff I think what people people get so stressed and put so much pressure on themselves to be able to kind of run a business meeting in that language um, that they forget like even just getting the basics is a huge thing. That's what you're going to be using 90% of the time. Can you sound convincing, you know, make, introducing yourself to someone, talking about your day, talking about how you feel? Like, that's, if you can't do that, you'll never be able to run a business meeting. You need to take the small steps, and I think you can do that with music, but quickly. All right, so switching gears, um, now I want to start with our quick fire rounds. So I'm going to ask you five questions in Espanol and just answer off the top of your head. So, ¿lista? Sí, vamos. Okay. Pregunta número uno. ¿Cuál es tu canción favorita en Espanol? Ay, qué pregunta más difícil. Creo que ahora es el ratón para el uh, Fania All Stars. 
Ah, ratón. Es una clásica, de verdad. Es una clásica y también para mí todo que viene de Fania es buenísima. Pregunta número dos. ¿Cuál es tu palabra favorita de español? ¿Palabra favorita? Oye. Oye. Es, oye. Porque es una palabra que, que, que tiene mucho, muchos usos diferentes. Ok. Y pregunta número tres. ¿Cuál fue la última cosa que leíste, miraste o escuchaste en español? Un nuevo cantante española. Se llama Rosalía. Tiene una música que tengo en el, el WhatsApp Wednesdays, um, Malamente. Ok, pregunta número cuatro. Ok, eso es un poquito difícil. <ríe> Saca tu teléfono y traduce el último texto que recibiste al español. Ay, Dios mío, último texto. Ok. <ríe> Entonces, um, esta, esta semana estoy en... En Bath, es una ciudad aquí en Inglaterra, pero estoy aquí, estoy aquí martes durante el día, pero tengo un concierto en Brixton la noche y después me voy hasta el sábado porque tengo un concierto en Green Lanes. Después tengo más tiempo. Gracias. Entonces, es un músico con quien voy, voy a tocar un concierto en enero. Y entonces tenemos que hacer un... un uh, para ensayar juntos, pero es un músico muy bueno entonces nunca tiene tiempo. Pregunta número 5. Esa es una pregunta al azar. ¿Qué cosa es considerada un lujo pero tú no puedes vivir sin ella. Viajar. Okay, so thank you, Desta, for participating in the Quickfire Round. And if folks want to get in touch with you and find out more about languages through music, um, how can they contact you on social media? Um, and do you have any projects coming up you want to let everyone know about? Yeah, so um, it's Languages Through Music on Facebook and on Instagram. Online at the moment, we have Spanish French, Portuguese, and English. And I work with different teachers to deliver that if people want to have uh, lessons via Skype. We have Udemy courses as well. On my Mixcloud, um, mixcloud.com forward slash languages to music, I've been connecting with people who speak all kinds of different languages. I think we have 15 on there. So the online courses for those aren't um, ready yet. But if people wanted to contact me with like you know oh, I really want to learn Zulu you know I have a teacher for that uh, if they want to learn Swahili I have a teacher for that thank you for joining me today on Learn Spanish con Salsa thank you for having me muchas gracias so that's it for this episode I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Desta To access any of the resources we talked about in today's episode, go to the show notes page at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com forward slash 14 for episode 14 of the podcast. And you can get links to everything that we talked about today, including some of the playlists that uh, Desta has available for languages through music. 
As always, we'd love to hear your feedback. You can follow us on Instagram at Learn Spanish Con Salsa and send us a direct message there. You can also leave a comment on the show notes page. But if you found the conversation today valuable, I'd really appreciate if you could leave a rating or a review in iTunes. I hope you heard something in today's conversation that will take you one step closer from being beginner to bilingual. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com. 